Hello there, this is Randomosity, and I'm here to tell you about Anchor. Anchor gives you everything you need all in one place. For Sounds good to me. That's right, and you can use it on electronic devices like your phone and computer. In the computer. It's so simple. It is, actually. It has creation tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast so that it sounds great. They will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Mandy Moore. I mean, many more. So, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Randomosity. I'm your host, Rand. First off, I would like to thank you for listening to my show. It really means a lot to me. If you haven't already, I would encourage you to listen to my previous episodes as they are all connected in this great circle of life. Also, another way that you can help out is called listener support, where you can click on the listener supporters link to obviously support me monthly so that I can continue to make episodes for you. Anyway, back to my episode. I promised last time that I was going to talk about the cycle of werewolf movies. A while back when I was taking a production class, I noticed a certain pattern when it came to movies. They carry a certain formulaic cycle, if you will. Whether it be with what's trending now or what makes the most money at the time, there is a cycle to this. I even believe certain period piece movies have a 30-year cycle. For example, Stand By Me was an 80s movie taking place in the 50s. Stranger Things is a 2010s TV show taking place in the 80s. Maybe in 5 or 10 years from now, the 90s will be the trend to help the 30-year nostalgic cycle movement. Speaking of cycles, I would like to talk about the cycle of werewolf movies. Not only are they one of my favorite classic movie monsters, but the title of this article fits perfectly with Stephen King's book entitled The Cycle of the Werewolf, also known as Silver Bullet if you've seen the movie. We're going to be exploring a variety of werewolf movies. When they became popular, which one was the most popular within that time frame, how long was that trending cycle, and when we can expect this trend to pick up again in the future. So, without further ado, here we go. We're going to go back in time to the 1930s and the 40s, where it all began. In this era, we had a boom of standalone werewolf movies, but we also had them clash with other universal monsters. In 1935, we had Werewolf in London. In 1941, we had the well-known The Wolfman, which then got a remake back in 2010. We may talk about that later. In 1943, we had Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. That's not all he meets. He also meets Abbott and Castello. In Abbott and Castello meet Frankenstein in 1948. In 1944, the Wolfman was in House of Frankenstein, but that's not the only house he was in. In 1945, he's in the House of Dracula. In 1946, we get a different kind of werewolf in London, the She-Wolf of London. So within a 13-year period, we had seven werewolf movies, and out of that seven, the most popular one was, of course, The Wolfman. Now we're going to jump about 20 years. From the early 60s to the late 70s, we only had two werewolf movies made within that time period. In 1961, we had The Curse of the Werewolf, not to be confused with The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. In 1972, we had Moon of the Wolf. So again, the number of the movies made within that time frame was just two. And out of those two, The Curse of the Werewolf was the most popular. 
So we can plainly see that werewolves were not trending at this time. But in the 80s, that is a different story. In 1981, we had The Howling, an American werewolf in London, and Wolfen. In 1984, we only had The Company of Wolves. In 1985, we had Teen Wolf. Transylvania 6 to 5,000, and, of course, I mentioned this earlier, Silver Bullet. In 1986, we had Dead Time Stories, Tales of Death. In 1987, we had a sequel to Teen Wolf called Teen Wolf 2. That's T-O-O, not T-W-O. Then we had The Monster Squad, and then Full Moon High. In 1988, we just had Waxwork. The 80s was a good year for werewolf movies, making a grand total of 12 from 1981 to 1988. Out of those movies, the most popular one was, of course, An American Werewolf in London. I didn't mean to call you Meatloaf, Jack! My personal favorite was Monster Squad and Teen Wolf. In the 90s, we only had three movies. In 1994, we had Wolf with Jack Nicholson. In 1996, we had Bad Moon. And in 1997, we had American Werewolf in Paris. Though it had a cool soundtrack, especially a song by Bush called Mouth, the movie wasn't as good as the most popular one of that time period, which was Wolf. Now moving on to the 2000s. In 2000, we had Ginger Snaps. In 2002, we had Dog Soldiers. In 2003, we had Underworld. In 2004, we had Van Helsing, Cursed, and Werewolf Hunter. In 2005, we had Wild Country. In 2006, we had Underworld Evolution, Big Bad Wolf, and Skinwalkers. In 2007, we had Trick or Treat and Blood and Chocolate. In 2009, we had another Underworld movie called Underworld Rise of the Lycans, and sadly, Twilight's New Moon. Within this time frame, the 2000s were a good year for werewolf movies. We had 14 movies total, and the most popular out of those would have to be the Underworld franchise and Van Helsing. Now, a decade later, in the 2010s. In the 2010s, we had the Wolfman remake with Anthony Hopkins and Benicio Del Toro. And we also had a Twilight parody called Vampires Suck, which is a funny movie if I may say so myself. And I would encourage you to watch that. In 2011, we had Red Riding Hood. Spoiler alert, the big bad wolf is a werewolf. In 2012, we had yet another Underworld movie called Underworld Awakening. We also had Werewolf, the Beast Among Us, and another Twilight parody called Breaking Wind. In 2013, we had Were, spelled W-E-R, not to be confused with Were, as in W-H-E-R-E, though that would be funny if they did a werewolf version of Where's Waldo, and we could call it, wait for it, Where's Waldo. And the logline is, when Waldo has gone missing, it is up to a team of investigators to locate him. They soon learn the town is being infested by werewolves. They must find Waldo before the next full moon. In 2014, we had Late Phases. And then we had Wolves with Jason Momoa. We then had Wolf Cop. And, last but not least, of the year 2014, we had What We Do in the Shadows. Hey! Werewolves, not... Swear yeah, wolves. I know. Well, I'm Transformation wolves, yeah. Nights. It's all right, all right? I'm getting stressed out. 
from what I hear, the TV show is great. I need to watch it, so I'll make the time to do so. And also, it's getting a sequel called We're Wolves. In 2015, we had Howl. In 2016, we had Another Wolf Cop. And then we had Werewolf, Underworld, Blood Wars, Uncaged, and even Dances with Wolves. In 2017, we had Werewolves of the Third Reich, Good Manners, Lycan, Wildling with Liv Tyler, and The Monster Project. As of now, we only have 22 werewolf movies for the 2010s. Like I mentioned before, Taika Waititi is making a follow-up to what we do in the shadows called Werewolves, which I think is an awesome title, by the way. From making a list of these movies, I have concluded that the 2010s are good for werewolf movies. Prior to that, the 80s and the 40s were the most popular, and the cycle is normally 20 years in between. With my prediction, I believe the cycle gap will close in about 10 years, and we can probably expect the trend to pick up again in about 5 years, give or take. I'm actually writing a werewolf script taking place in 1994, Oregon. I'm not going to tell you too much because it's a surprise. Well, that's my show. Thanks for listening. Make sure to support me by becoming a supporter for these episodes. Also, don't forget to subscribe, like, and even become Sharewolves. Anyway, tune in with me next time as I talk about Spider-Man Far From Home and what the multiverse means for the MCU. And remember... Werewolves, not... Swearwolves. Yeah, I know. Werewolves, well, not on swearwolves, transformation yeah. nights, it's alright, alright? I'm getting stressed out. I'm hungry, baby. Hello there, this is Randomosity, and I'm here to tell you about Anchor. Anchor gives you everything you need all in one place. For... Sounds good to me. That's right. And you can use it on electronic devices like your phone and computer. In the computer. It's so simple. It is, actually. It has creation tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast so that it sounds great. They will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard everywhere, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Mandy Moore. I mean, many more. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.